I'm Danielle Critchley. And I'm Stella Bergen. And welcome to the Stella Fit Podcast. Over the last two podcasts, Stella, we have talked about current food and exercise trends. And it seems like one of the ongoing threads of all our podcasts is to make small changes that over time can bring significant results. So how do I know where to start? That's a good question. You know, often my clients or clients will come to me because they have a specific goal, like I want to lose 10 pounds or I want to look better for my son's bar mitzvah or my daughter's upcoming wedding or, you know, something that they have a goal. They really want to move toward that goal. The interesting thing is, you know, getting people to make these changes are often not in the areas that you might necessarily think, you know, as, um, as we have talked about my five tenets of health and we've covered most of them, I think maybe except for connect, um, they are eat, sleep, move, breathe, and connect. And you can make a change in any of these five areas and you should get a health gain. So, um, well, quickly, let's review yeah. these five tenants, right? Because right? I've forgotten a lot about them. Yeah, I mean, eat is the main idea is you really want to eat mostly a plant-based diet. And we've talked about it over and over. I feel like my mantra is... <laughs> I can um, tell you. Michael Pollan. <laughs> eat real, real food, food, mostly plants. It's not cool. a lot. Not a yes. lot. It rolls through my head. <laughs> it does, right? I mean, it really, Michael Pollan gave us the best line that covers, you know, every diet in a healthy way that you could possibly ever do, right? Eat real food, mostly plants, not a lot. And outside of that, mostly plants... That's your your choice. You got it's a lot of trial and error. And we've gone over that in other podcasts. But really, you just want to avoid processed and packaged food. Um, and and the more you eat at home, you, generally the healthier we are. You really want I, I'm like I think we've talked about this before, but I kind of use one of the measurements I use for how healthy my family's eating is how many times I take my compost been out you know I have like the right what is it like the one gallon yeah I've got the same metal one right yeah it's a small compost bin that sits on my counter and it's how many times I take that compost bin and dump it in the larger bin because the compost bin is just real food scraps you can't put any junk in there really Mm -hmm. um so it, it how much I'm chopping vegetables and fruits and is really an indication how many, how much I'm taking that compost bin out. But okay, so eat pretty basic, pretty easy. I would also add in there that um, you could also cover the amount of alcohol you're drinking. You know how much you're consuming, extra liquid calories. You know maybe things that would also alcohol not only impacts, um, you know, brings in extra calories that aren't nutrient rich, nutrient dense. But um, alcohol can also impair our sleep, right? Which is the next yeah, one. Yeah, it can also impair our breathing. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people, alcohol can lead, can be an indicator in like sleep apnea or snoring. So, um, yeah, you just look at what you're drinking too, not just look at what you're consuming overall. Sleep, um, basically, you want to get seven to eight. Most people need seven to eight hours 
a night, even if you don't think you need seven to eight hours a night, most of us do. And also just remember, sleep does not, it's not even that it's restoring you from at a cellular level and just helping your organs flush things out, but your brain, it's a, that is when your brain flushes its toxins and, and really recharges. So you want to give your brain that time to flush the toxins out, repair, restore. Um, sleep is hugely important. Also, people who don't get good sleep, also, typically, you'll see higher cortisone levels. So like you, um, you're just higher stress, right? Like it's just this vicious cycle. Right. It's kind of like if you're stressed, you don't sleep, and, yeah. or you have weird stress-based right. dreams that yeah, yeah, I mean, I cortisol, that. think of it as like, you know, like when you eat sugar and your sugar increases your insulin and like you're on this right. vicious cycle. And I think cortisol in some people's bodies kind of operates in that same way. It's just like that cortisol pump is just by what you eat, how you're managing your stress, not getting enough sleep. It's just like you're pushing that cortisol pump, you know, all day long. Really, really, really unhealthy and can have a profound impact long term on your health. Um, move kind of the basics is <clears throat> getting down to base basic is activity. It's just how active you are all day long really, really matters. So we want to be active as much as we can that five minutes of squats every 45 minutes at your computer actually really matters. Going for taking your dog out, throwing the ball for them for 10 minutes to take a break from your computer every hour or two, it actually really, really matters. Like it's, you know, we're not looking at huge things. We're looking at parking your car farther away right. from the store. We're looking at getting up and taking a walk with your dog around the block a few times a day. You know, maybe five minutes here, 10 minutes there, going up and down the stairs at your office a couple of times a day instead of taking the elevator. All those things matter when it comes to your activity all day long. I absolutely think if you don't have any idea how many steps you average in a day, get a tracker. Right, like the Apple Watch. Or yeah. The yes. And for those a Garmin, of you, anything. Right. For those of you who didn't listen to that podcast, in summary, we're not saying you shouldn't do your daily workout. Right. We're saying that you should. Or Stella saying you should do your daily workout but then continue to move throughout the day. Yes. Don't just my, my comment was don't think that because you went for a three to five mile run before work, that that gives you a license to sit all day long. Right. That that's, that's not healthy. Right. Um, so how active you are all day long really matters. And you really want variability of movement and load. So just mix up and mixing up your workouts, right? So if we talked about this, like use whatever you really enjoy using as, as your foundation or your base and kind of build in other workouts right. onto that to balance things out. Okay, breathing. Um, we discussed a variety of things around breathing, but I don't, you have to go back and listen to that podcast, but you can really use your breath to up or down regulate your, your nervous system. 
But given that most of us really need to downregulate because we live in this kind of overly stressed world right now, um, we talked about five minutes of meditation a day. Right. We talked about rise, pee, and meditate if you can't find five minutes a day. <laughs> we talked about, you know, you can, there's, you can figure, you can use your breath to meditate when you run. You can use your breath to meditate during other activities. You don't have to sit in the corner crisscross applesauce with your palms up in a typical meditation form, you can adopt meditation to many things you're already doing. You can figure out how to use controlled breathing when you're driving your car will prevent you from going into road rage. It's all good. <laughs> yes. Don't go, don't have road rage. You know what I figured out mm -hmm. is I need to uh, lay on the foam roller and do the angels for mm -hmm. my a shoulder. shoulder. So Perfect. I do my meditation at the same time. I, put, I have this app and I listen to it and I do sort of 10 minutes and I get both in at once. Yeah. And because I just don't have enough time to do all the things during the right. day. If I'm supposed to roll and breathe and meditate and exercise and work, it gets a bit challenging. Yeah, most people don't and it's overwhelming. So we're going to get there. Okay. So, um, one thing I did, I read this over the weekend, and I always forget I'd heard this before, but um, you really like breathe in through your nose, out through your nose. It's really, really amazing for down regulation. So what you want to think of is that you sound like Darth Vader. Internally, you sound like Darth Vader. So if you're not sounding on the inside like Darth Vader, you're not getting the maximum benefit. So you're saying, I, I also breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth? Yeah, try nose breathing only. Oh. Mix it up. Okay. Yeah. So in through your nose, out through your nose, sound like Darth Vader. It's actually really, for a variety of reasons, it is really therapeutic. Cool. Yeah. Well, so try, try Darth Vader, right? And then you can just pretend that you're like, if somebody's ticking you off, like I've got four teenagers <laughs> and some days I just want to pretend I'm Darth Vader and <laughs> it's all good. It kind of gets me through my day. So, all right. So connect, connect. So we, um, I just recently, as Danielle knows, because she helped me put it all together, but I did a presentation for a group of about 70 high-powered Silicon Valley moms. And um, one of the things I talked about in there was connection and how I found this fascinating when I was kind of looking up some of the research on connection is that all of our convenience shopping has been a huge issue in reducing the amount of time we connect with others. Like we used to go to the post office and we used to, <laughs> we used to go, we had, you know, to this grocery store and we used to do all these things that now between Amazon and being on UPS online and blah, blah, blah. I mean, everything, right? You can have everything delivered to your doorstep. We just don't have that interaction that at the end of the day, if you you're working all day and you're not connecting with your workmates, then you stop at the store on your way home. And guess what? Your favorite checkout person is there and you make a small connection with them. And that actually really matters to our personal, emotional, physical well-being. And so um, we just have to realize that our human interactions are really, really important to our physical and emotional well-being. And 
So like small goals, you know, you can do is, you know, date night with your significant other. If you're not doing that, um, you know, my husband this um, weekend was really complaining about our teenagers cell phone use. And I think part of the problem with our teen with our teenagers, especially the two boys right now, is that they're literally gone from eight till seven at night because they play baseball after school. Right. And so when they come home, they just want to go in their room, shut the door and like have 30, 45 minutes to just look at Instagram. Right. Get caught up. Mindless. Yeah. It's like mindless activity. Okay. As adults who should be self-actualized, we all know that like there is there is something about that that feels like it's de-stressing you, but it's not really, right? Like I kind of know logically that thumbing through Instagram doesn't really help me relax, right? But it it's stimulating ultimately, but I get it's like reading People Magazine, right? Like there is something about it. But I think the difference between People Magazine and Instagram, especially mm-hmm. for the kids, is when I was reading People Magazine, I know those are movie stars. Those are, you know, they're not my friends. Right. And whereas I think there's a whole bunch of stress or FOMO that comes along with going and looking at those Instagram feeds of they're having so much more fun. They're doing all these cool things because nobody posts. I had a boring day today. (laughs) No, it's true. So, you know, my husband was kind of grumpy about the cell phone use. And I said, look, I get it. I think we could all actually come together and and come up with a plan for our family that let's let them have input uh, into, hey, let's set some new parameters around cell phone use. So that, you know, that would be my suggestion. If you're really frustrated with the amount of time online, whether it's phone, computer, TV, whatever, and your family, just have a, you know, team meeting and and maybe try to set, come up with one small boundary or one small goal around that for just for your family. So in the end, you want to just spend more time being engaged with those people around you, being engaged with your community. It may not even like, let's say you're a really strong introvert and that is really does not relax you, then go volunteer to help do a beach cleanup day or go volunteer to help maintain the trails and your or plant flowers somewhere or work in a garden or right. volunteer. I mean, it's not, it's like connecting with the earth, connecting with the, your community, connecting with those around you, go serve meals in a homeless, you know, shelter. It just, it's really just getting out and connecting with, with your community, with yourself, with those you love, with people you care about, and just spending more time in that way. I think we we don't realize that as, as technology has really shifted the way we live day to day, we really have to take the bull by the horns and say, whoa, oh my gosh, right. I didn't realize that now all of a sudden I'm spending very little time connecting with others. And I'm going to just set a small goal to to, to reestablish doing some things. Oh, you're absolutely right. Before Netflix, you know, we would go out and, you know, we were going to games. We were going to play volleyball, Mm -hmm. which is some strange (laughs) volleyball game in a racquetball court, but I was doing stuff every, every evening I was doing stuff. And 
then you're volunteering with the kids and stuff. And now with Netflix, it's almost like I, I don't want to fall behind, right? <laughs> so, which is very insular. And it's not, yeah. it's not, you know, there's not any connections there. Yes, definitely. I mean, I was laughing because um, I was in Tahoe, not this past weekend, the weekend before, and my two younger children were with me and we were watching Friends reruns. And it's so funny to watch Friends reruns with your children because I'm like, oh my gosh, does anyone notice there's no computers and no cell phones. Right. And they spent all their time in a coffee shop talking to each yes, other. Yes, or in their or in um, the apartment, right? Like they're either in one of their apartments, usually Monica's, right, or they're in um, the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, exactly. That's it's really changed. It's funny. I'm doing this um, design your life course with the written by the guys who did the design center at Stanford. Uh-huh. And that's exactly what I realized is it's that connections. It's that play part of my life that yeah. I, I really scored really low on it and you know, everything else I scored quite high, but it's, it's like that part is I've devalued. Right. Yeah. You know, that's a great point. Actually, you can, you can hit two or three <laughs> of these at once to do co-ed sports or right. take up, you know, intramural. Like there, I know in our area, there's lots of like, especially for soccer and basketball, you can sign up on these co-ed leagues and there you go. Like you get connection, you get activity, you get, you know, you're going to hit a few of these with one. So I was thinking Great. yen yoga, but okay. Yen yoga. <laughs> well, you know, yoga, okay. you're not quite as connected okay, with people we'll around us. But we, we should do a whole podcast on this. <laughs> okay. So here, now we're finally going to answer the question, where okay. do I start? So a, a good way, and this gets back to my consulting background, right, is mm-hmm. I like to like organize and separate things out, is, you know, make a pie chart and put in the five tenets. So you're going to put eat, sleep, breathe move and connect and kind of think about the things we've said into each one as a piece of the pie. And then in each of these areas, you're going to on, you're going to decide on a scale of one to 10, how well you're doing in that area. So, you know, in terms of how well, how nutritious, how nutritious is your, is the way you eat or how nutritious is your diet overall? Um, and how, well, are you getting consistent sleep every night? It don't say, oh my gosh, I got eight hours of sleep over the weekend. Woo! I got a 10. If you were getting five, if you get five and six during the weeknights, most week, it's really how consistent you are every single day, day in, day out. Right. right? This making up sleep is not yeah, good. Yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah. Um, I'm not advocating. I mean, my teenagers sleep more on the weekend. I'm not saying don't make up sleep. It just, it really doesn't make it up. You're just trying to, your body's just going into like super recovery mode, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, move really. So how well are you doing with like your daily activity and your weekly, getting your weekly exercise in? Um, breathing, like, are you really able to utilize your breath to help you 
down-regulate or up-regulate? Are you doing a little bit of meditative breathing? Are you going to a yoga class? Are you doing some gardening? You know, you just think of it as those restoration activities. It doesn't have to just be breathing, but think of it as all restorative activity. It could be that you're great about reading your book 30 minutes a day before you go to bed. That counts as breathe, right? It's just a restorative activity. But checking the news on your phone before you go to bed? No, no, no. That would be one to try to improve. Yes, I agree. (laughs) All right. So then, and connecting. We just talked about it. Not going to go through it again, but how well are you doing connecting? So with others, like, are you really spending time with those you like? I mean, you know, maybe decide that on Fridays is going to be your friend lunch day. Like pick one day, maybe try to have lunch with a different friend on Friday, catch up. Just, you know, you're going to, what you're going to do is you're going to go through each of these areas on a scale of one to 10. You're going to decide how well you're doing. And that is day in, day out, week in, week out. Not like I ate a good diet today. I'm a 10, but like consistently. Okay. And then you're going to kind of evaluate it overall and and look at the areas where you scored the lowest and that pick one. And then you're going to set one small attainable goal for that area. So let's say I scored a two on move that I'm really not doing well with my activity or my exercise. I would say set an activity goal first. It's um, much more attainable. So Maybe I'm going to set my activity goal that I'm going to try to increase my steps by 2000 steps a day, um, each day. That's not, I mean, as you, as those of us who track our steps, 2000 is not very much. So, um, set a goal that's attainable. And then once you feel like you've got that down, go back and set another goal. It doesn't have to be in the same area, but maybe you move that needle. So, okay, now I'm, I'm doing well here. I'm going to move my move, um, number from two to three. And now I look at sleep and I'm at a, at a two on sleep too. So I'm going to set one small goal on sleep and and you're just going to do that. Keep doing it. Just keep going back and recalibrating and resetting a small goal, achieve that goal, set another one, but your goals should be attainable. They, they, they can be a stretch, but they do need to be within your reach. So like a sleep goal might be just getting up at the same time every day, because if you do that, eventually you'll start going to bed earlier and your body gets used to, I get up at the same time on weekends, much to my frustration. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it really can be anything. I mean, there's Mm. so many small ways that we can improve our health. Um, And if you're struggling with like, you know what, I really want to make a connect goal. I have no idea what it is. Reach out and and send us an email. I am happy to give you suggestions. Um, And on my next newsletter, I will definitely kind of write out some of these. We'll do a five tenants little re- uh, go back over it. So right, and yeah. on the website, I will post. We actually have um, a PDF of this, the chart with the all the categories in it, and you can pick your numbers and put some ideas down. So you don't have to draw it yourself. You just go to stellafit.com and great you'll find it under podcasts. Awesome. So you guys can find the PDF of the pie chart with where it has it all on there. You can. You can make notes on that page right. and everything. And you can print it as often as you like to keep sort of track 
Yeah, it's just a great way. I mean, you could also use that if, you know, a food log is an amazing way of figuring out how well you're really doing with your nutrition is just writing down the time of day that you're eating, what you're eating, how much the quantity. And I always tell people to make another little note of like felt too full energy spiked and then I crash like any little notes you can make in the sidelines of kind of like impact you had from what you ate and sometimes there's none people don't really want to think about it that's fine but a food log is eye opening right everyone most people think they eat healthier than they do including myself totally guilty I mean I I know I can make I can always make changes in these areas like um, on any given week, I'm doing great with some and not so great with others. We all are, right? Yeah, no, I, I totally hear you. I it, had a friend visiting for the weekend and she's doing Weight Watchers. And it was completely eye-opening to me because I realized just from listening to her and, you know, about the program is I saw some of the big, I was eating too much cheese, I'm eating too many nuts. Like I really saw some of the pitfalls I was falling into that I thought I was eating really healthy. And right. I'm like, oh, okay. I need you. I need to make some small changes. Yeah, a three to five day food log, eye opening. It tells a lot, and it's not meant for you to look at it and feel guilty or ashamed. Or it's a learning tool. Yeah. This is about learning about ourselves and growing and setting small goals and really taking ownership of our health and our worth. I mean, we are all worthy of of really feeling good, of maximizing our our best life. Everyone is worthy of that. And the connection between your mental and physical health, it's very intertwined. So often when people just get physically healthier, their emotional health improves right alongside, you know, so it's really just doing the small things and taking ownership, like taking ownership every day. Tell yourself, I am worthy of feeling my best and, and just use as a learning tool. Once again, I just, shame is just not a very productive emotion. And I know women in particular are often, um, unfortunately kind of go into this shame mode. Like they don't want to do the food law because it's going to make them feel too ashamed about how they're treating themselves. And I am guilty of that. I didn't want to do that. Um, body mass thing. Yeah. My husband signed up to do this body mass uh, thing where they look and get your SBMI and all Mm -hmm. this sort of stuff, find out how much fat you have. And then he had to travel. So he said, I had to go. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to go. It's going to tell me I'm so fat. And, you know, I went and it turns out that it was super motivating for me. And I wasn't as terribly awful as I thought. But right, because we're so, so hard on ourselves. Right. And I'm so motivated now to go back in six weeks and do it again and see if I can make some change. So you're absolutely right. But I had had this opportunity for years to do this. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's a learning tool, right? We're all just trying to learn more about ourselves and grow. And, you know, I mean, one of the um, one of one of my mentors, Peter Twist, he's just so great about staying on that, you know, 5% better every week or 10% better every week or, you know, just decide that I'm going to try to take one week at a time and I'm going to try to improve myself. I don't care if it's a 1%, but just stay on that just a little bit, like shift that needle 
a small shift each week, no matter what it is, we're all growing. We're all learning. We should all be a work in progress. And, and just remember, I mean, in terms of what we know about diet and nutrition and health and brain health and really what we know about the brain overall, I mean, it is small, like it is evolving and changing and Look at what we know. I mean, just a small bit we know about the gut and its right. connection to our brain and to our physical health and to our overall well-being and to autoimmune conditions and all these other things. And that is like, I think that's, we just know a very, very, like that is just opening up. Right. So, you know, we've all basically been doing what we've been told is what we should be doing. And, and, and remember, like, we're all just learning. It's just moving that, shifting that needle a little bit each week or each month, whatever you can do, just do a little bit and give yourself space to pat yourself on the back and say, I, maybe I didn't do as well as I could last week, but this is a new week and I'm going to set a new goal and I'm oh. going to be 10% better this week. I do that every Monday. Yeah. <laughs> it's rinse, rinse, rinse. Reset. Reset. I go back every Monday. Okay, this Monday I'm going to eat better than I did last week. Um, yeah, it's a bit like Groundhog Day, but yeah, I'm so, motivated. Actually, you know what it is? You're right. Small changes. Like small just changes. realizing I'm eating too much nuts and cheese is enough for me to go. I think that's actually going to make a big difference. And it sneaks up on you. Like it, these things just slowly ooze back. I had stopped eating them and I have no idea how they got back in my diet. Like, yeah. Well, you know what? Anything we can do to help you guys out. Like if you, if you can't figure out where the most important area is for you to make a small change, please feel free to reach out. Right. And even to fill it out and, you know, email it. Yeah. to us at stellafit.com and you know we'll take a look at it and like you said and look for the newsletter yes and we promise we won't out you on the podcast so. <laughs> <laughs> all kept confidential all right you guys i hope you all have a great week and go forth make small changes be healthy and don't forget to connect with your neighbor and thanks for listening all right we'll see you next time bye